Let's get into, um, and I wanted to, I was going to bring into the question that even before you get into the floor plan, you've got to understand the accuracy of the floor plan that you're being given because one of the things with condos, and we're going to segue into houses now, but leaving you the comment about the condo market, when you get condo floor plans, just so you guys know, and we've been through this, there is the um, the design floor plan that they give you, the sales floor plan when you go into the sales office. And then there's the architectural floor plan that is provided in the uh, condo books that tells you the exact dimensions. And when they superimpose tables and chairs, and I've seen this with your CAD engineers who are drawing and they're, they're putting these beautiful um, renderings together in pictures, you, I will send you a floor plan of a condo, of a 5,000 square foot condo, and you'll say, okay, that room doesn't fit. Sofa check doesn't fit these, or these the rooms. Columns are not it's not, it's not accurate. Yeah. And then the accuracy of the square footage and the accuracy of the floor plans as it is, is down once you get the architectural plans themselves. And again, this is part of the, the process. It's complicated and there's a lot to it. I want to go into the housing because this is, as we go, this is the... Okay. Well, condos are much easier than homes, right? Why? Because there is a limitation. We can go out there, you know, uh, taking columns away and, and building inverted beams because the building is going to fall. And obviously, the, the city is not going to allow us to do that. We don't do that anything yeah. without permits. So um, condos are limited to what we see. We, we can change drywall here and there, open up a space. We can drop the ceiling, create beautiful, you know, lighting. Uh, we can sometimes even move a kitchen from one side of the apartment to the other. It has happened several times. As long as we can work with the plumbing and, and you know, sometimes we go through the wall. If we can work with the neighbor downstairs, which is not the easiest uh, thing to happen, but we can relocate plumbing. But there is a limitation for it. When it comes to homes, the sky is the limit. Because the reality is... And we've got two types of homes. You've got renovating a home. Quick question. Renovating a home or new home? Building from scratch. Yeah. Renovating a home or new home, which is easier to work with? That's a very tricky question. <laughs> I mean... Because uh, we've done both. We have done both. We have done both. And obviously, you know, I, it's, to me, it's, no brain, it's a no-brainer. If you have the time and if you have the budget, you should build a home from scratch because it's going to be a brand new home. Because we're in our house and this is the, I guess, the, the final result of a lot of hard work that went in, um, take us through the process of building a new home. In fact, just we can use this. This is our house to work as a working example. What happened? So, How do we go through this? And then I'm going to give you at the end, like the financials and the economic upside of doing it. I don't know if you remember that uh, one week before we found this house to buy, or not the house the way it looks right now, but before we the the before the move, yeah, um, we went to talk with a very dear architect mm -hmm. that we both like very much, and I just wanted him to repeat to you what you didn't believe me saying. <laughs> basically, sometimes he doesn't believe me, uh, and he told you from day one to moving day, we're talking about three years. Yeah, it sounds horrible. And it sounded horrible to both of us, even though I knew already, I didn't want to believe it. So he confirmed and David understood. The reality is that there's, you know, a process of creating, first of all, finding the right people to work with, which is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Because the architect is going to work on your expectations in terms of the size of the land, 
the entertainment area outside, which in Miami is super important. Uh, how many garages you need? What is the facade of the house that you you know envision? Um, the the actual space that you can build versus the size of the land, which is super important because you find sometimes a piece of land that is 10,000 square feet and you think, oh, that's enough. But depending on the city, you're only limited to build 43% of the size of the lot. In other cities, you, you can build more than that. So the location, your realtor is going to help you find, and, and David has me to help him. That's a great point, uh, actually. Thank you for raising that up, land. Buying, before even you get into the interior design, you've got your dream house in mind. You've got to find the piece of land, first of all. And that land, there's so many things that, that uh, are important for you to consider. First of all, the size is it's mandatory because, again, 10,000 may be a big size of land, uh, but if you build in Key Biscayne, you only can build 43% of the lot. Um, if you get uh, bonuses, because depending on the kind of construction, the kind of uh, architecture, architecture you're going to go with, it's even more limited. What is Venetian uh, Islands? I'm asking that because I know the house you built on Venetian was a, Venetian a, in the design is, magazine. Is, it's also between 40 and 45, depending on what you're going to build. You can get bonuses and credits for what you're building if you adapt to what the city is looking for. But uh, basically, it's between you know 43 and, and, and 47 percent. So 43 uh, to 47, it's going to take three again, years. You have to speak with an architect for that. Yeah. Right. I, I, this is. Uh, we are interior designers, and this is very important that it's understood. We partner with architects. So whether it's Caesar or another architect, so you guys are aware, make sure that you consult with them to understand the size. And again, I've learned this with, with you over the years, and this is one of the benefits. It's one of my secret weapons in my real estate artillery is knowing now what the setbacks are. Elevation exactly. rules. Getting to a, a corner lot, you, yeah. your setbacks are much more restricted. So you have less work, uh, room to play with, exactly. less space. Where is this, you know, there's so many variables that you have to consider yeah. before you buy the land. And it's so important, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, not because my, my husband is in real estate, but so important who you look, uh, who helps you with the purchase of the land or even whatever home you're buying, whatever real estate, piece of real estate you're buying. But it's very important that you're guided properly on the on the codes with the rules of the city because every city is different. Coconut Grove, which belongs to Miami, is completely different from Coral Gables. It is completely different from Miami Beach and, and Key Biscayne, Pinecrest. So it's important that you understand what you're able to do. There are very interesting rules out there that have to be taken into consideration before you make your, your final move. There's an avant-garde situation. I, I wanted you to tell that story very, very quickly. And there's a few stories I want to cover. One of them is there was a situation with a house where a client bought a house. They didn't want to tear the house down and start all over again. They wanted to renovate. And there was some historic situations. It was historic homes yeah, in, in place. In this case, it was they, a Venetian island. I think they, it was an it island was home. Venetian, yeah, it was a Venetian home. And in that case, it's not that they didn't want to tear the home down. They couldn't because yeah. the home was considered historical. It's a historical home part of Miami Beach, which is someone applied for that specific home to be historical for some reason. 
and, and I know the reason, but it doesn't, uh, it's not the point right now. And if you want to, you, you can change that facade. You cannot do much with that home. You cannot definitely not tear the home down, but you can also not change the facade of the home. And you can remodel inside, but you're very limited to the ceiling height, to several things. Because what happens nowadays is that we have a weather issue in Florida, right? <laughs> one way, one way of putting it. Tropical storms, we're in a very low level. So the, the cities in general, all of them, and rightly, they want you to tear the home down and build yeah. a new one yeah. in the new elevation, because otherwise your home is going to be... So there's a, there's a statistic about the amount of a home that you can break before you have to tear it down. There was like a, a, a percentage, yeah, I think. Yeah, which they make it in Miami Beach. I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a yeah, Miami use Beach that. rule, which may have changed. Again, I'm not an architect, so I cannot give you the final you know, code. But what happens is that if you buy a home in Miami Beach that is not historical, just a regular home, and you want to make change, changes to that home. Let's say you want to do a, an, in, an interior renovation or you want to do an extension to that home. You can only spend 50% of the value of the building, the existing building. Which can mean so a let's lot. Let's say you bought a home for $5 million. You bought a, a home for $5 million that needs remodeling in yeah. Miami Beach. And that home is... But the land is worth oh, four and the building is worth a million. So the, the building is worth, usually they, they actually estimate that building to be worth much less than a million. Let's say $500,000. Wow, it's nothing. And then you're only allowed to spend $250,000 to remodel that home. And the reason they have this code is because it makes it impossible nowadays. Yeah. They're, especially they're today. Doing I mean, maybe three years ago, five years ago, you could do something with $250,000. But nowadays, it makes it completely absurd, you know, to... to consider the, the idea of remodeling a home with $250,000. So if your realtor doesn't know that, yeah. he's not obliged to share with you something that he's not aware of. And then you buy that home and you think, oh, I'm going to put a million and a half here and it's a great deal. No, you're not going to yeah. be able to put it. A, a lot of people don't know that. They get into it. They look at a house and they go, you know what? I've got all these illusions of grandeur. This is what I'm going to do. And then once they close on it, and I've had this before, people call me and say, I closed on this house. I was going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I discovered I couldn't. Exactly. So let's put it back on the market to sell. And this does happen, and that's because they weren't given the right and advice. Good luck selling it because yeah. the reality is that you know that, but you don't know that because of me. You know that because you're educated, because you understand, you know, you have to I, understand. You ha that's your job to know more than the client. That's it. So, but a lot of new realtors, and I, and I applaud them because they're getting their licenses and they're starting somewhere, but they're not educated enough to tell their clients, listen, this may be. Uh, catch 27. Even experienced you know, agents, sometimes they don't, right? yeah. It's not 27, <laughs> but uh, it may be a catch 22 because I'm getting, I'm thinking I'm getting a good deal. I'm getting this amazing piece of land that is yeah. on the water and there is this house there that needs work or it needs to be teared down. But guess what? I'm this not going to tear down because it goes, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars per square foot to build a new home and I'm going to do a remodeling, but no, I can't spend more than $150,000 yeah. because that specific building, because it's old it doesn't work. and it's falling apart, is worth only $300,000 according to the city because yeah. the city is the one that actually tells you how much your building is worth. And they have already like uh, something ready that you go through that is going to, depending on how old it is, and, and they do consider how old it is and how 
uh, useless it is. And they're going to give you, the, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I'm not saying this is the rule, but they're going to give you the least amount of money for that building just so you change your mind and tear it down and build a new home because they want, in the, in, in the end of the day, their, their goal is your safety. They want you to be safe. And in order for you to be safe, you cannot be at the level of the water. So let's talk about that. It's going to be taken by a hurricane. It's going to be taken by a tropical storm. It doesn't even need a hurricane, a tropical storm, and the water is in the same level as your living room. Your, it's wiped your, out. Your house is going to be wiped down. Yeah. So they want you to be safe, but they cannot actually, you know, I, in my opinion, they cannot tell you, no, you have to tear your house down. You're buying the land. How do they establish what's land, what's the value of the home? So that this is, you know, what you have to be careful. But after you pass that, that um, experience and you hopefully you buy with the right real estate agent that is going to guide you pr properly. Then you, you come to the building a new home. Let's go into that. I want to go, I want to talk about that house that you built on Venetian Island. We're going to flash up on the screen, the pictures of this incredible home that design solutions did the interiors for and yeah, was involved. Yeah. You're involved early stages, early, early stages of the project. Yes. And the first we thing I noticed actually involved before the client hired the general contractor, the client had an architect who is great. So the client, the client had, a, an arch, an architect that did a beautiful project, uh, based on the size of the land, the position of the land, because that's something else that is super important, how much light you want versus mm -hmm. how much light that land gets, regardless of being on the water or not. Um, so the position of the land is in the aspect of the house is great. I remember I've been to this house and it, it has a great aspect to it. What struck me immediately, because we're talking about elevations initially on that in the start of this um, seg section, was how much higher this house was to the neighboring house, aside from being beautiful and stunning and designing yeah, incredibly not, well. I can't tell you that because the neighbor on the left is brand new as well. So it's the same. Thing. Neighbor on the right, then the I think. Neighbor on the right. I know that that house is 13 feet from water. Left. So the the base of the house. The base was built. of the house is 13 feet from uh, water level, okay. which makes it great. Very elevated. How long is it going to take? And we know about global warming and all that, but how long is it going to take for the water to really reach? But that also makes the insurance far more palatable because once you get that, yeah, insurance if you're is a big build conversation. On the water, I suggest that you go brand new. In my opinion, that's yep. my personal. Okay, good lesson for everyone out there. You're looking for waterfront homes. We can help you find the land. Yeah, we can it, identify it may the not right be location. Brand new, but maybe like, I don't know, five or seven years or even 10 years ago, uh, we, we participated in, on the building of another home in Venetian 10 years ago, which is already, you know, very elevated. I think it's 11 or nine or 11. But the, the code changes every year because the reality is that the water is raising. The, the insurance, insurance policies against what could happen, yeah, whether it does or doesn't. Because we built a house bes beside the one that we built uh, we were part of building a house beside the one that we were part of building 10 years ago. And when in October, when we had a lot of, you know, weather movement, we would see the neighbor house that we were part of already, you know, getting affected, underwater. Getting affected. So the, the fact is that it, it, the water raises very fast nowadays. I mean, it has been raising very fast and the cold is changing accordingly, which is very uh, uh, responsible, right? So um, 
but this is something important to look at. And, and in terms of timing, you're talking about three years, and I think that's very safe. Three mm -hmm. years go by fast for, you know, most of us. Um, but at the same time, if you're remodeling a home, depending on what's going to be done, it may take up to only two years instead of three if you don't have the limitations of, of how much you can spend. Uh, if you don't, if I'm not talking about water homes in, in uh, waterfront homes in, uh, you know, Key Biscayne and, and, and Miami Beach. But in general, if you're going to, if you ask me, you ask me a question, what do I suggest either building from scratch or remodeling? I love the idea of remodeling when it's cosmetic. That's when easier. The, when the bones of the home are strong. Just be clear what you're defining by cosmetic. You mean cosmetic, you're not I'm adding about, square footage? Oh, I want to change the floor. I want to change the kitchen cabinets and the appliances. And I want to do a new lighting plan. Um, I'm going to put new closets and I'm going to do, you know, some wall work, like new work. When you're talking about structure, changing, you know, increasing the size of the house or, um, doing some, you know, messing with st structural walls MEP or stuff. ceiling heights. If you go into a home and you think that the height of the ceiling bothers you because there are a lot of the 50s homes here that are mm. eight feet high range or homes. eight and a half range homes, they are low. Increasing the, the, the height of the ceiling is impossible. It's, it's, very, it's not impossible. Nothing is impossible, but it's a challenge and it's costly. So that's something that if you go in and you say, oh, no, I can just raise this, the, the roof. It's not that easy. We have limitations for roof height. We have uh, tons of limitations that you cannot change the height of your ceiling. So that's something that when I say good bones, if you go into a home that was originally designed by, by a solid and, and you know, renowned architect, has very high ceilings and has, you know, structural walls. Like the Frank Lloyd Wright. We've exactly. sold a bunch of Frank Lloyd Wright and historic exactly. homes that have those more, either greater amount of volume in them, exactly. or they have like the pitched then, then rough it's, ceilings. It's, a, it's a basically a, an amusement park because you go in there and you have the bones, you have fun doing it. We can change, you know, the walls, we can, the drywall inside is basically like a, a puzzle. You can play with the drywall, you can play with the electrical, you can do, you know, move a kitchen from one side to the other, you change the floor, you do everything brand new, but the bones are good. So there's a holy grail of, of types of homes that you can get for renovations. And identifying those, obviously, it's my job to go out with the clients and show them the real estate. Obviously, it's your job. Next step is bring them in and say, okay, so we've got vaulted ceilings, we've got more space here or, we've got or, good structure you know, we can just do a cosmetic concrete we can play with the height of the ceiling mm. we can go up because there's two feet because they're conditioning tubulation back then or or is that called tubulation yeah the, 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 the duct work the, the duct work back then required two feet and nowadays we can do duct work Much for six inches yeah so we can you know actually grow this at another foot and a half a, a foot and a half which yeah. makes a huge difference for sure uh and and all this can be decided with a 15 days um, rescission period. Yeah, the 15 days you get when you get into contract before you, you go hard. You have to really be active in those 15 days. You have yeah. to find out, you make an offer, you get your offer accepted, and then you have 15 days to find out what can be done. And we at Design Solutions were more than happy, more than happy to come with a client and say, this is possible, this is not possible. Obviously not every day of our, you know, for the 15 days, 
but I'm more than happy to go or someone from my team and say, I think that you have a great home here. There's potential. We can make this your dream home. We've or, done this many times with clients. And how many deals have you lost because of me? Because that's the <laughs> thing I don't like. So she is brutally. That, that's the thing. When I'm, you hire, I'm brutally <laughs> honest. And David has lost. No, I, not I, lost. I, but the, the the truth is that when you are a professional at this level and you know your business and you know your craft, you have earned that right to speak your mind, to talk directly to your clients in an honest and transparent way, regardless of the outcome, because the long-term relationship is one that you value the most and that you'll hold that relationship because you're looking after them, you're guiding them. You're not gonna, you might lose the deal, you don't lose the client. You find another house that is better suited and you move on to that one. Or not. Or not. But then you, you put look your for an head alternative. on the pillow and you sleep well because you know you said the truth. It's, yeah. it's the honesty that matters the most, right? With a hundred percent, you've got to do this with a, and again, there's a reason why Design Solutions has been running for 20 years. And there's a reason why David Siddons Group has been running for 15, because we are playing the long game. This is not a game of checkers, it's a game of chess. And we are all about the relationships that go on and on and on. Talking of that, and again, as we want to run out of time here, is getting into this final section about the dream scenario, building your own house, which is something that we've always wanted to do and we always wanted to get together and we remodeled our first home and we remodeled our second home and it was great and we did oh, it you right. You forgot about the three homes that we and remodeled. everything in we between, <laughs> the big ones. And then we decided we wanted our own house. And when we found this, we found this shell and, and we I worked told you, together. What did I tell you when we found this? So this is it. I said, this is it. But not only that, I told you, it's going to have to be the way I envisioned. Yeah. And I told you, this is not going to be a walk in the park. This is going to be probably most likely a nightmare. And many times we're going to sit down and say, what have, what have we done and what are we doing? But I also asked you, are you ready for it in terms of timing, in terms of budget? And this to me is... These are the two subjects that I approach from day one with every client that sits in my office or I meet at a job site. It's timing and budget. How much are you willing to invest? And if they, and many times they say, I don't know, which is completely okay because you know they're not supposed to know. We educate them. We let them know. And nowadays our sales department uh, has a, a great presentation showing, you know, what's, ordinary and what's luxury interior design because a lot of people don't understand the difference. Mm -hmm. When they look at a picture on a magazine or they go through somebody's house, they don't understand what's actually involved in that, right? So we educate them. We show them the differences. But um, so they have, to under, they have to make up their minds in terms of what's important to them. What's the goal of that property? What, how do you see yourself in that property Today, three years from now, 10 years from now. Or if you don't see yourself there, you don't see that long because a lot of people don't. What's your, what's your uh, goal today? Because today is what matters, right? That's well, that's the thing. It's, it's about enjoying the present and being able to do something. And I think that when you get into this process, yes. Yeah, but, it, but, but, but it's, it gets so granular to how fast you want your dishwasher to run. Trust me, you can get, and that's how granular we go. 
Do you want a dishwasher that takes two hours to wash your dishes or you want a dishwasher to wash your dishes in 15 minutes? Or I want a dishwasher that I don't have to wash my dishes for at all or even kind of It doesn't matter if it's 15 minutes or two hours. But that, do you understand how... No, of course. Yeah. Of course. And I, and I know how granular we got into this. Yes, and that's the thing. I mean, appliances... But I don't you want to get want, I don't want to get off track on that because that's less sorry, important. But, uh, you, you, no. If you leave me here, I'll be talking about this. We, we, what I want to focus on, and, and what I really want to, to stress here in this dialogue, is the upside of it. It, it, it is going to take time. It does require a high amount of attention to detail. Every day, there it's every is day. It's like a, a baby. It's a baby. There's a curation of it. There is coming in, and it's not just the materials that you're buying. It's who is installing those materials and are they being managed properly? Because the execution of the project is important. And we, you know, we did another um, podcast with, with, with Danny, Danny Sabali, and you can go yes. on and watch this, where this is, again, an execution process of having the right professionals to go through and, and do the fine details. You can buy a spec home and have a spec finish. That's easy. There's a lot of guys out there that can build it. But when you get to a custom home, there's a lot more that goes into it. The long and short of it, and I, I can only speak from the real estate side, the, the end result is that the upside outside of being a product of getting something that you love, that you truly love, that's your dream house. And I wake up every morning and I'm like, this is my dream house. Um, the financial upside helps you sleep at night knowing that what you did and what you invested in it, not just in terms of money, but in terms of time, has come back to you three, four times. It has to justify that. It definitely does. And, and, and I want to make clear here that we're not here to just spend the most of it to make it as luxurious as we think it should It's not about be. being expensive it's for expensive sake. It's according to the investment that you're making. And we can design according to that. So if you are buying a house that is $2 million, you're going to spend a certain amount of money that justifies for you to well, sell it, it yeah. in the future for, for what? A new home, just so you know, a new home standard within these primary markets, we're in Ponce Davis right now, but Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, Pinecrest, entry level into the newer home market is somewhere around the $4 million mark. I'm generalizing a little yes. bit. You go to different areas, it's going to be so more. So we're never going to come up with a design that is going to cost $4 million. We are not because we have the purchase amount. But a $4 million home might require an investment of... If we're going to do all the finishes, because here in this house, for instance, and many other projects that we did, we were responsible for buying, choosing and buying the flooring, the uh, appliances, kitchen cabinets, bathroom vanities, lighting, architectural lighting, all the new work that you're going to see in this house, um, closets, and, and, and everything else. So then you're talking about probably uh, if you buy a $4 million, a home that is a spec home that is going to be finished by us, then you're talking about two more million dollars. Um, but that's the entire interior of the house. That's not like you're getting an old, it's not getting a cheap kitchen and replacing it. No, you're getting everything no, no. brand new. I'm talking new. about the real, real deal. So you're right? really buying a shell, I'm not talking a about basic a, shell a, with doors and windows. $30,000 kitchen. I'm talking about a high-end customized uh, kitchen. Uh, like you're going to see that. Like you're going to see the pictures. Of this house, the yeah. new work in this yeah. house and everything else that this house has, which is very special because it has very specific products that we carefully chose uh, to, to install in this house because we knew we were going to be here for a while and we knew that we were doing a good investment. But um, it, every case is different. Every home is different. Investments, and, and again, we work with a client's budget. And if we don't find 
it realistic. We're going to be the first one to tell you on the first meeting, this is not a realistic yeah. budget. And you may hate me. You may walk away and say, I'm going to hire somebody else yeah. because that person I mean, if you say that is going to be cheaper. Yeah. I mean, if you and say I respect that, you know, I respect other professionals that come in and they want to get the project and they tell the client what they want to hear. I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear. I'm going to tell them the truth. And if they go with it, great. I think it's going to be a great experience for them. I'm not going to say it's going to be a walk in the park. I'm not going to say that they're going to be happy throughout the whole process. We're going to have a lot of obstacles, a lot of issues, a lot of, you know, uh, challenges, frustrations and challenges, but it's going to be a great result. Uh, if somebody else comes to you and says, Oh, you can finish a house for $500,000. It's not realistic in my yeah. opinion. Not only in this level, but in any level nowadays. You, you, people will come in and let's say you buy a home at $4 million and people will come in and they add some wallpaper and do some simple millwork and do some basic level of finishes for half a million dollars. Sure, I think we can establish that's, that's possible. Yeah. But when you're talking about a luxury finish, a high level of luxury design, and you've fallen in love with something, that you say, wow, this is, this is what I really want. It, it it's a different depends. animal. It's about like, for instance, you, you can have a marble floor that is 24 by 48 and it's going to cost you $12 per square foot. Or you can have the same marble with a different finish, 48 by 48 inches, that is going to cost you three times more. But do I look at the floor that much? Does it matter to me that much? It's up to you. It's not up to me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try and allocate your budget, first of all, according to what you tell me you need and what you like. And then according to my expertise and what's going to show better and, and where we can save, I'm always going to try and save because I want to apply my budget to where it's seen, but also I need quality because I can buy a floor for $8 per square foot that looks very similar to the one that costs 12 but guess what? The one that costs eight may not be as good quality. And in four years from now, it's going to be broken. Then we're going to have to call someone here. It's going to have to. It's the it's that. it's the efficiencies of 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 what's in of building the home in the right way that's right for you, and also recognizing and this is really important: the cheap becomes expensive. So yes. if you get that cheap home, the key is also the resale value because when you go and count. The really the number of really high level homes in our market, and this is now more prevalent than ever. And I'm saying this as a realtor and nothing more. I can count them on one hand. There are so few really luxurious products because the reality is is that houses that come onto the market for sale, whether it's from a developer or whether it's someone who sometimes just has been in it for a few years and wants to sell, people don't recognize sometimes that there's not that many of those out there. There's um, developers don't want to spend that kind of money because it's too time consuming. But if you find one, sometimes they don't even know how to do it. They don't we know how to do it. Had that experience yeah. here. It, that's very true. But if it's you things that we wanted to do in this house that the the uh, subcontractors that work were working here didn't even know how to make it happen, even yeah. though we provided them technical drawings and everything. Sure. It's just because they work with general products, general design, and and that's what attracts a lot of people. You have to decide who you are, what kind of design you want for your own home. Do you care about the lighting you're going to uh, install in your home? Does it matter if it's dimmable or not? Do you want to see the trim? Do you want to, you know, there, there's so many variables. Again, it's very granular. It gets very granular. And, and there's nothing wrong with you saying, you know, I don't pay attention to all these things. I just want a beautiful home. It doesn't matter. Get. I'm here for two I years and then I'm out. I come here and I look at it and I want to see beautiful, beautiful things, but I don't pay attention to details, which is totally okay. We can do that too. 
is but in the end of the day it comes from the client and they have to have an honest conversation with themselves what's important to them because i will be honest to them and my team is going to be honest to them to how much that's going to cost because we do that every day we know how much it costs yeah the, the long and short of it is and how long it takes yes that's the other thing <laughs> Um, the conclusions of this, and to wrap this up, is that if you are out there and you are looking for the dream home and you're looking for the perfect property, very rarely it won't exist off the shelf. If you want it, there is a solution. The solution is, is what we've kind of outlined in this whole conversation. Whether it's a condo or a house, I will help you find the land and I will help you find the condo pre-construction. I have a varied... Uh, Know, knowledge of all these areas and, and in an economic sense as well, knowing what they're worth, knowing the values, knowing the true values. And then you will be passed on to, <laughs> the nicest way possible He's gonna make you to, us, to design solutions. <laughs> um, no, and you will then go on to the designer design side of the, the, the project and we will help you and, and work in conjunction with you to help you build the right home with the right budget accordingly. And I will help you understand the value of the investment that you're making subject to what the product's worth at the end of the day. So you can say, you know what? If it's three years to do this, it's gonna take me this amount of money and time, but this is the end result. This is what it's gonna look like. And this is the upside. Then that's, I guess, the, 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 uh, that's what we're gonna do. And I think that's the best way to come at this. Um, yeah, I think that this is not a, a to me at least, uh, it's not uh, trying to sell our services here. I think it's more about educating the client. Yeah. And uh, buying the property with the right realtor that is going to be able to guide you, to be able to actually, you know, uh, get involved in that purchase emotionally uh, and take your, you know, be your shield and be your, your uh, representative. And then from then on, if you want to do the right design, if you want to huh? design from scratch, if you want to build from scratch or, you know, remodeling a home is it's get the right team together from day one, which is the, the architect, the interior designer, which we are exterior designers as well, and the general contractor. And those three have to be really aligned. They have to be on the same page from day one and they have to get into this project together for your sake, for the sake of the success of the project and, and for you to move And we have all of those, just just an, just an FYI. Yeah, we do. All we do have the, the team, uh, you know, put together, the dream team uh, put together, but it, you know, it doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't have to be. It'll be whatever you want it to be. If the client has already a contractor or an architect, we work with all of them, uh, but you have to have that team ready from day one. So um, I'm going to sign off now. I feel like uh, it's the end of the day. So I'm going to, now I'm, I haven't got too far to go. Where are the kids? I don't know. <laughs> it's quiet, so they're not here. Very um, quiet. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, this is great. This is a good chance for us to explain and, and together uh, show you that it's not two separate entities. There's a collaboration here that exists and has existed for many years. And as always, this is all about better decisions. As you said, you beautifully put it. This is all about education, giving you the information that you need to make a better decision. And we just want to be part of that. So we're here for who won us, right? Yeah. We were... Lou, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. We'll be here all day. <laughs>
Um, so thank you for watching and stay tuned for another episode soon of Better Decisions podcast.